1: Good morning, everybody. and Welcome in to the Gary Harris Show, the frozen edition for Wednesday, January 17, 2024. Gary Harris, my main man, Justin Jones, right there on the other side of the glass, manning the controls, taking your phone calls on the First Domain Condominiums hotline in hour number one. The Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline in hour number two, 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. And we are not lacking topics this morning to talk about. And that is for sure. But it is frigid outside. Justin, I got to ask you, because it was cold enough when I when I got up and went outside about 815. Um, I think the air temperature then was, you know, 18 degrees. I think the low might have been, I don't know, 14, something like that. What was it like when you were out in the pre-dawn hours? Um, I mean, it had to be just absolutely bone chilling.
2: It was. Surprisingly, it was... I could tell it was a little bit warmer than yesterday. Yesterday morning, I had to spend about 15 minutes outside using a credit card to scrape ice off of my windshield so I could (laughs) see when I drive. So uh, luckily today, since I was back home and didn't stay up here in Tuscaloosa, I was parked under my my little garage, so I didn't have too much frost or anything like that. It was still freezing.
1: My gosh, man. Uh, You know, Now listen, I'm not complaining too much, and I'll tell you why. First of all, and by the way, too, I'm sending you some sound. uh, Justin, I just sent you some sound from Coach DeBoer last night that we shot at WVUA-23 at halftime of him addressing the crowd. And now I'm going to send you some Nate Oates uh, audio, too. Um, And I just... Lost my train of thought because I'm multitasking well, like so crazy. So I'm
2: guessing you're not a big fan of the cold, Gary. Oh, I, here. Here's
1: where we're going. No, listen. I'm I'm kind of just the opposite, and I'll tell you why. Um, sorry, folks. I'm a multitasking person. I mean, I got a lot going on when I'm doing this show, and I'm trying to get Justin some some good audio. It, it is the Crimson uh, email, right? Okay. And um, anyway, to get back to the cold before we get into sports because we have plenty of sports to talk about. Um Yeah, I don't like it this cold. I'll be honest with you. I mean, this, this is, this is bitter because this is cold regardless of where you live. Uh, But no, I like some cold weather. It is the winter. I I don't, I don't like it when we go, uh, you know, December through March and it's just balmy. You know, I, I don't care for that. I think it's good for the environment to have a, a, snap of cold weather that really is cold enough to kill off all of the the pest and and keep the mosquitoes from getting out too early so i think a you know it is winter even though it's alabama it's still january you know we should expect now again this is probably colder than i like but winter time when the the lows are in the you know upper 20s or 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 you know around freezing and highs you know in the 50s low 60s i'm I think that's good. And then it really makes you appreciate the spring too. You know, when, one thing about a cold winter. And again, the cold this morning, I, I don't want this for the rest of the winter, but a cold winter, Justin, then when it's spring or you get those you get those days, maybe in early March that are kind of uh unwinter like all of a sudden it just makes you appreciate them. And you're like, wow, this is nice. Let's enjoy this. And then uh, so I, I appreciate what winter is about. I just don't want it. I don't want it three straight months and I don't want it in the teens. But having some winter weather is not not a bad thing for me.
2: You know, Gary, I I love winter weather. I love it. The colder that it is, specifically snow. So yesterday, when we had some of that snow in the morning, it was ending right about the time uh, your show started yesterday. But I was just sitting in here staring outside the window. And so, growing up in Alaska, anytime I see snow, it's like flashbacks. I love it. I love. Well, it see, summer.
1: there you go. Because you're you're you grew up with real winter. You I mean, in, in Alaska, dude. I mean, this is. let me ask, how long did you live in Alaska?
2: We lived there for about eight years.
1: Okay, so from when to when? What was your age range?
2: We moved there in 2005. We left in right before 2013. Okay, actually. yeah, so you're plenty old enough to remember it. Um, so was it Fairbanks? Was it Anchorage? Anchorage and then a town called Palmer, Alaska, which okay. is about an hour from Anchorage, an okay. hour north of Anchorage. So in the winter,
1: for example... You might get in the in the dead of winter. Let's say this, you know December twenty twentieth through the end of January. You might get what two or three hours of of sunlight a day. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah you, in, when in the winter time, it is dark. It's you'll get lucky with an hour at some points, and then the exact opposite in the summertime. So it's summer.
1: basically in the winter. It's just basically almost dark twenty four hours a day. Basically, you'd have yeah. to get up and make sure you got up to see that. But in the summer, like you said, then you are talking endless. Days. You got to get blackout curtains. That's what I was going to say. How difficult is it to sleep in the summer, even with the blackout cur- curtains when it's basically light outside all the time?
2: Well, you know, as a kid, it's fun. Yeah. Because, <laughs> anytime because, you want to go out, you got Yeah. It. Your parents might yell at you, but it's still bright outside. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I'm going to go play in the snow and mm-hmm. go have fun or do stuff outside. Um, the trick here is is blackout curtains on top of aluminum foil on your windows that's how you get actual darkness and then you can sleep yeah
1: because even the blackout curtains by themselves aren't gonna yeah so you have to take efforts and then i guess in the winter like you said it's just a struggle to kind of keep your energy level high and it's cold it's dark you have to get to the gym
2: and i was telling some of my friends yesterday if we if alaska had the weather that we had here in tuscaloosa yesterday that is the kind of weather that will shut things down in Alaska. It's the icy roads. Mm-hmm. It's the wet. Um, no matter how cold it is, if you can't drive to get where you're going, things shut down. So, the maybe the one time that Tuscaloosa and Alaska have had something in common weather-wise of yesterday.
1: Well, let me do this before we go any further because we got to talking about the weather and it is cold, but it's sunny outside. It's pretty. It, it, it Listen, it's not going to get warm, warm today, but with the sun out, it, it makes it bearable. This hour of the Gary Harris Show being brought to you as always by Alabama Credit Union. member-owned and not for profit, it really is just a better way of banking. I encourage you to find out more about Alabama Credit Union by visiting the website alabamacu.com and uh, a reminder that due to weather, uh, some branches will be closed or have delayed openings today. Closed. All the Huntsville area branches, Decatur, Coleman, and Jasper, delayed until noon. All Birmingham area branches, Vernon, Fayette, and um, then Tuscaloosa area and South Alabama branches south, Tuscaloosa South will all be open regular hours. So they're working with you to work through the cold weather. Alabama Credit Union loans for a life. Some rules and restrictions do apply. See if you're eligible for membership. Then join today and feel good about your money. And pull extra change in your pocket. Also want to mention that O Colony Golf Course has been closed this week and until it warms up uh, they're going to remain close. I think basically the entire week they've got the greens covered out there as, you know, just and rightfully so because it's it's brutally brutally cold. All right, plenty to talk about this morning here on the show. Uh, Alabama men's basketball last night uh, really was a close game, a competitive game, a chippy game. Uh, we'll get into that, but Bama pulls away late. Rylan Griffin boy lit it up from 3 in the second half. 93-75. Alabama goes to 4-0 and in the SEC as they take down the Tigers. They're at Tennessee on Saturday in a huge game in the SEC. Tennessee uh, some people think they're the best team in the league, even though they've got one loss. They're really, really good. Alabama's playing great, and uh, the Crimson Tide 4-0. Uh, that pre-conference schedule paid off. Yeah, Alabama had some tough losses against the, li- the likes of Ohio State and, and uh, Creighton and Arizona and Purdue. Uh, but I tell you what, um, it's been worth it because they have... Um, and Clemson too; they lost too, but they have uh, five quality losses, and they're four and zero in the SEC. Also, Coach DeBoer did make it to the basketball game. We didn't know for sure if he would or not. He's been really, really busy, but he uh, greeted the the crowd at halftime. I just sent Justin that uh, appearance. Uh, you'll hear the crowd. You'll hear him talking. It wasn't long. He just went out there during a the timeout, but we'll have that for you. Plus, we'll have Nate Oates audio from uh, the post game. Uh, let's go ahead and get this out of the way, Justin, because we are going to play some sound from Oates here in a little bit. Um, there was an incident in the first half, uh, I guess probably, I want to say it was like seven or eight minutes to go in the half. And that game was chippy throughout a lot of players talking back and forth. And there was an incident right in front of the Alabama bench with uh, Aaron Estrada and one of the Missouri players. And it kind of the trash talking, Justin kind of spilled right over into the bench area and Nate Oates, uh, in an effort to, kind of separate players did reach out with his hand and made contact with the Missouri player's chest and kind of pushed him away. Not out of anger, not out of trying to stir, be, you know, to escalate anything, but really was trying to de-escalate it. But obviously that, you know, on social media, it kind of blew up pretty quick with that video clip. And then Coach Oates uh, apologized afterwards. And we've got, here's uh, Coach Oates apologizing to Missouri, the player, and to Dennis Gates, the head coach. Uh, before I to start talking about the game. I just want to address the situation at the uh, under-8 media timeout, the scuffle that happened next to our bench. It's like, so, I've known Coach Gates for a long time. I was a high school coach. He was one of the best recruiters in the country. I have all the respect in the world for the job he's done as an assistant, a head coach, before he got to Missouri as a head coach here. I mean, he had one of the best first years and. In the sec since i've been here in, in a long time so I, is no disrespect to him or his program and i apologize to both coach gates and aiden shaw and i aiden seems like a great kid and uh it's an unfortunate situation but i apologize to both of them so uh all right good stuff thank you justin um uh, all right i want to just get that out of the way uh, so we move on to other topics coach um Apologized to Missouri and Coach Gates. Uh, and I should have sent you this last night. We we shot Coach Gates' press conference at WVUA 23, but I can tell you, um, Justin, that he handled it with class. He just said, Listen, I've known Coach Oates since he was a high school coach in Detroit, kind of like Coach Oates said, you know, how long he's known Disc Gates. He said he apologized, uh, but he did say Coach Gates did. I, you know, I'm still curious why there wasn't a technical on, on call because uh, I think they called double technicals on the players, but I don't, you know, I think he did rightfully so say hey you know if you're a coach and you know you touch an opposing player that should be a technical and the referees were right in there but everybody was working to de-escalate the situation and um you know it is uh kind of what it what it is but uh, we're going to move on from that and uh you know i heard barry and wimp show this morning people talking could anything come of it i don't think so because i think the coaches handled it and um I think they both handled it well, and it was you know one of those deals that maybe it could have turned into more, but it didn't. And uh, we move on, and we, we play basketball. All right, also Caleb Downs has uh – it's been announced by Hayes Fawcett from On3 that he is entering the transfer portal. If he leaves, that will be a big blow. I think watch out for Ohio State here. Over 100 tackles as a freshman, the freshman of the year. One of the best freshman defensive backs that uh, – you know he's a Mika Factory type of player. It's uh, it's disappointing. Uh, there's no there's no doubt about it. It's um, um, you know he he's that kind of player. At the same time, it's not a reflection on Kaylin DeBoer or anybody else. It's the modern world that we live in. Um, and I'm going to make this little spill. And I know we got phone calls. Dennis and Philip, you guys hold tight. I promise we're going to get to you. Um, but this is going to be the norm and. Uh you know it's kind of like sometimes in life things appear to be smooth things appear to be running okay but under the surface you know there's a lot of turmoil and but we let it run okay as long as it it runs okay until it blows up you know Whether maybe it's a you know maybe it's a car you know I don't know maybe you're driving a car and it needs an oil change but it appears like it's running okay but eventually if you don't get that oil change you know it, it, your engine's going to pay the price uh I think that's what we're doing with this this portal and nil and all this stuff i i think on the surface it looks okay but this deal just like when a coach leaves you just have to get your roster poached because they allow these guys 30 days to go into that's that's ridiculous you know now imagine now if jim harbaugh leaves this late or you know kane womack just left south alabama um you know it, it's it's this is not going to sustain itself this is ridiculous i mean this is absolutely ridiculous where we're at now with this stuff I'm sorry I, I don't i don't uh I don't agree with it I, there needs to be some types of of limits to this, but if everybody's okay and everybody's making plenty of money you know if the coaches are making plenty of money and the players are making plenty of money and um the universities are making plenty of money and the athletic departments are making plenty of money, uh, then I guess everybody feels like everything's okay. So we'll just keep going along with this and, and, and just name, you know, you know, name that, like that old song, name that tune, name your price, you know, just name how much money you want to play college football now. That's where we're at. Just flat out bidding war. It's got nothing to do with name, image and likeness. Nothing. Nothing to do with it. Also, uh, Kaylin DeBoer's staff continues to round into place. Maurice Linguist, who's the head coach at Buffalo, appears to be coming into Alabama to coach the secondary and be the co-defensive coordinator. Another FBS Head coach coming to Alabama as an assistant. All right, it's nine sixteen. Guest-wise today, we've got uh, the Alabama football recruiting report. This is going to be a big one because we'll talk to Andrew Bone tonight, at just about players and you know being recruited, but current players, the portal, everything else with Bone at nine thirty. Then Bart Heich on Hoops at ten thirty. Your phone calls will get Dittus and Philip on next. Guys, stay on hold. You'll lead us off when we come back on the other side of the break. This is the Gary Harris Show on Tide one hundred point nine FM and twelve thirty a.m. WTBC.
0: This season of Alabama football on Tide 100.9 brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Just a few minutes away, where you can be a winner too.
2: From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by Conecuh Sausage, a true Southern flavor since 1947, and the official smoked sausage of the Crimson Tide. Visit online at sausage.com Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Here's more from Alabama football head coach Kalen DeBoer's introductory press conference last Saturday.
1: When I look at places that I want to be, it's about
2: winning championships. And that's an
0: expectation that I cannot wait and accept as a privilege to try to uphold. Winning SEC
1: championships, winning national championships—that's an expectation and a love and an interest that I've always had, and a passion that I'll have, and looking forward to carry on with our players, our staff, and all of you here um, as we go through as we go through these uh, years ahead. The resources, the facilities, everything that can be here to
0: support our our players, our staff that's my role as a head coach is to
1: provide that atmosphere that environment and when you have resources like we have here at Alabama it makes my job easier okay and uh, looking
2: forward to to uh, utilizing and showing off I'll have more in a moment
0: Reca sausage is a true southern flavor since 1947. Using the finest ingredients, Kaneka Sausage has a tradition of making great-tasting hickory-smoked sausage for over 70 years. Visit their new gift shop in Evergreen, Alabama, or
2: shop online at ConecuhSausage.com. Kaneka Sausage, the official smoked sausage of the Crimson Tide. Join us tomorrow for Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR. Streaming live at 2 p.m. Central on all CTSN social media platforms. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Kanaka Sausage. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9,
0: Tuscaloosa weather. A sunny sky today. We rise above the freezing mark this afternoon. The high today, 36. Clear tonight. Not as cold as last night, the low 22. Tomorrow becoming mostly cloudy. A chance of some light rain by afternoon. The high, 46. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 17 degrees in Tuscaloosa you see him on WVUA twenty three covering sports, and on Tider Insider TV on Tuesday nights. Don't miss a minute of the Gary Harris Show weekdays from nine to eleven on Tide one hundred point nine.
1: All right, nine twenty. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show again. Uh, Alabama star safety Caleb Downs plans to enter the NCAA transfer portal, according to media reports. And um, it's uh, the reality of where we're at. You know, kid had an incredible year at Alabama, won an SEC championship as a player, made it to the college football playoff, and, um, you know, was freshman of the year, over 100 tackles. But he's more than likely out of here because uh, he's looking for um, looking for a deal in the portal with uh, more cash. All right, let's jump out on the... Uh, First to make condominiums hotline, and Dennis is first up, and then we'll get to Philip. Good morning, Dennis. Thanks for holding.
3: Good morning. Before I get into what I called you for, I'd like to just make a comment on your editorial comment before the break. No, it's not okay. As a fan, I, I don't like it. I started following Alabama football in 1961 as an 8-year-old kid, and what's happening today is just way past anything that, <laughs> that I think is sustainable. Don't And I agree with you about what's going to happen. My opinion don't matter. Don't know if your opinion matters, but something needs to be done. But maybe the other people don't care. But anyway, the reason I called is back in January of 2007, Alabama hired Nick Mm Saban and gave him an eight-year, $4 million contract for $32 million. And at that point, they were screaming from everywhere about, oh, this is not fair. It's not fair. Coach ups getting paid this kind of money, coaching college football, la-di-da-di-da. Somewhere between the hiring of him and the start of the season in 2007, I was listening to Colin Cowherd talking one day, and he was saying that college football was never intended to be fair. It's not fair. There's nothing about it that's fair. And he made this statement. He said there are six schools in this country right now that if you've got the right guy in place, Mm -hmm. they're always going to have every advantage. And that is at Southern Cal, Texas, and Florida, because they're the go-to schools in the most talent-rich states in the country. And then you said Alabama, Notre Dame, and quite frankly, I can't remember number six. It might have been Ohio State or Michigan or Oklahoma State, but because they've got everything else. They've got the name, the brand, the intangibles, the facilities. Everything that matters about those th- those schools are going to make a difference. Now, I think everything right now is completely turned upside down on its head. I don't think those advantages anymore matter as much, if at all, with the NIL stuff that's going on, which leads me to my question. It's been said that Texas A and M, Texas, Ohio State, and Southern Cal probably have the deepest pockets of everybody. Where do we stand? Because I'm concerned that yeah, you know, we've got excuse me, we got great coaches, we've got a great coaching staff, we've got all the intangibles. But if we don't have the money to keep the Caleb Downs guys around or get Ryan Williams in here or the other players within Coach Saban has been doing that as much as the Alabama brand. Mm-hmm. But now it's the money. Can we can Alabama financially compete with this in the long run? Is
4: that sustainable for us?
1: Dennis, that's a fair question. And, uh, you know, as far as just the finances and you're talking strictly the ability to raise money for NIL, raise money. Uh, yeah. I yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know where Alabama stands right now. You're right. When you combine Nick Saban uh, with this program, the NFL success, the championship success, uh, you know, a decent NIL program, you didn't have to have the best. You didn't have to offer the most. Um, I don't know because I don't, you know, know how much really any of these collectives have raised or how much money a donor is stepping up and Booster it's one of these schools like that guy at Miami did for a while and just saying, hey, here's an endless supply of cash. Um, I don't know. And so I'm like you uh, in that I just think just because right now everything looks smooth on the surface, oh, everybody's making money, this is great, TV ratings, everybody's just not paying any attention to what's simmering underneath. And that's the fact that um, uh, I just don't think this stuff, eventually even people that have money, are going to get tired of being hit up for it every year. The difference in NIL and say something like a building project you know a building project is finite eventually you raise the money and you build the facility right Dennis? I mean you you raise it it's done. This is this is if infinity. I mean, you never ever stop asking for uh, NIO money. All right, we've raised that money for this class. But you know what? Next year, they're back asking the same donors, hey, we got to have money for the next class. It never ends. So I don't know the answer to your question. I think it's a great question. I don't know. Um, but I just believe somehow somebody with enough wisdom and enough clout, because you're right, my opinion and your opinion, we're allowed to give it, but it doesn't make a difference. But somebody that's involved Whether it's the president of the NCAA or one of the presidents of these universities or an athletics director or somebody that has a platform, Greg Sankey, a conference commissioner, needs to say, I'm working on a plan because we've got to have something to have some rules and restrictions and make this a little more equitable for everybody or else you're right. It's just going to come down to who can spend the most money eventually.
3: Well, I think we better be very careful how we do. Look, I like Kalen DeBoer. He, he was not even on my radar. If I could have hand-picked somebody, it would have been Sark, but then I'd have probably been wrong, so it, it doesn't matter. But I really like everything I see about the guy. I really like who I see coming in in terms of what I assume is their football knowledge on his staff. All those look like really good things, but I think as a fan base, we better be careful on this judging, recruiting thing for right now because – if we don't have the finances, you know, Saban was getting them still because he was saving. Well, guess, was I think they do have some. Yeah. listen, I, I
1: think they've got some I'm finances. not say we're broke, Okay,
3: yeah, but can we go out there and do what Texas A&M did two, three years ago? I don't know. And then here's the rest of the story, but most of those kids are gone. So, you know, again, like you said, this endless asking of donors to come throw up a million dollars every year for the pot. I just don't know how long that can last. For us, and goodness knows, like great call,
1: Dennis. I got to move on. Thank yeah. you, my friend. Move on,
4: thanks, buddy.
3: Brother. Yes,
1: sir. Okay, let's get to Philip, and then we'll try to get to Pat before we hit the break. Good morning, Philip.
4: Good morning. Well, the thing about it, Gary, just just a few short years ago, you know, the the NCAA was all about uh, enforcing uh, enticements, fringe benefits, money payments, uh, and all that stuff, you know. And now it's just a no barrier zone where. Is, it's a free for all where they don't, they don't, um, watch after, after benefits and enticements and, and all that. Now it's just, oh, you can do it. You can do it. And, and, um, so what good are they? I don't know what good they are right now. Uh, you know, what they did to Florida State the other day, I guess is all they can do right now is to investigate when, when people were offered money.
1: Yeah, I guess. I, Phillip, you know, as I said, I, I, you know, I know they said Florida State broke some rules, but, you know, ultimately what happened? Oh, damn. I mean, the coach just got a huge raise. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, if Florida State's not concerned about it, so what no. if you break some rules? I mean, they really, gonna, they really can't do anything <laughs> to you about it. I mean, um, it's it's pay for play. And, and even if rules are broken, I mean, so what? I mean, they're right. yeah. They're really, you know, the rules that are there can't really be enforced, I don't think. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just. It's just a mess.
4: The other thing, Gary, is that Alabama—they—they they just went through the, the first thirty-day portal, you know, back back in December through January, and now Alabama is getting punished because a respected, highly regarded seventy-two-year-old man made a normal career move, called retirement. It was not because there was a locker room scandal where. Uh, you know, you had what happened at Penn State a few years ago, happened at Alabama. You know, that's not the reason that we're getting hit with another portal is because of that. It's because a 72 year old man rightfully decided to retire.
1: Yeah, the portal, the portal rule. The portal rule's is a joke. The fact that if your coach leaves, you just immediately allow people to poach your roster. It's happening at South Alabama, not to the same extent because they don't have as many good players as Alabama. If Harbaugh leaves. It's going to happen in Michigan. Yeah, it, it's awful, mm-hmm. Philip. It, it, listen, like I told you, you know my feelings on it. You listen to the show every day. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. I had no. Again, I, if name, image, and likeness had really been what this was all about, I'd have no problem with it. This has got nothing to do with name, image, and likeness. This is a free for all. This is. To the highest bidder. Yeah. This is paying players to play college football. Yeah. That's all it is, and that's all it was ever destined to be. Hey, got a run, Phillip. Right. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, we're gonna try to squeeze in Pat just real quick. Pat, we only got like two minutes because I'm really behind on the break. Yeah. Good morning. What? Well,
5: yeah, man. Wild West Productions. Yeah, it really uh, is. Uh, and uh, but. I have an answer. I I have an partial answer. The bearded wonder, Mr. Ryan Fowler, says I'm all for big government and don't care that other. But I talked to a half a dozen students walking into the basketball game last night, and they all said that they'd be willing to give up some of their lunch money for NIL. They all said that Caleb Downs has got to be paid. They all knew what was fixing to happen. And my answer to it is... We charge $25 a ticket for all, whether it's nosebleed or wherever the crap it is, at that ball game this spring, and that generates 100,000 people times 25 bucks. That generates $2.5 million to help out. That's just a start, I understand. But that uh, everybody's going to be so excited to see him, just like we was at the basketball game last night, where it's all sitting there yelling Rose Had, and... Uh, <laughs> But that would generate two point five million dollars. Uh, do you disagree with me? You think I'm all for big government?
1: Oh, I but don't. Like be- no, I don't agree or disagree. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think that. um Um. You know, I mean, they're. You know, you said people would be willing to do it. There's going to be a lot of people. They're going to balk at paying twenty five dollars a ticket for a spring game, though. And you're not going to put, you gonna you're not going to put a hundred thousand people in there for twenty five dollars a ticket, Pat. I'm just going to tell you, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Ain't going to do it. I mean, there may be some people that are willing to do it, but there's going to be some people say, I'm not paying twenty five dollars to go watch a scrimmage. So, I mean, that's why you have a collective in place to try to raise money through a system because this, you know, I and I understand the the pass the hat theory sounds good, but I don't know ultimately if that's how you you're going to you're going to you're going to do do this. So, but listen, any ideas you know worth putting out there? They're trying to raise money, there's no doubt about it. Uh, but you know, sometimes um these guys like a Caleb Downs, uh, even if you offer him money, he may feel like, you know, I'd still get more somewhere else. I don't know. I mean, even if you raise a lot of money for some of them, there's still going to be somebody that's going to offer more. So, uh, but it, I, th- I don't think it's a bad idea. I just don't think it's realistic to think that you're going to, ho- to charge $25 a ticket for a scrimmage and 100,000 people are going to, you know, go to the scrimmage. I don't see that happening myself.
5: You don't think that there's going to be a tremendous amount of excitement about seeing the boys or whatever? What oh, I, I do, and I think there'll be a
1: good crowd, but I don't know that you're going to have people paying $25 a ticket to see it. I mean, uh, but you know what? I, you're on a radio show. Somebody hears it. Maybe they'll say, yeah, Pat's right. and Maybe somebody at the university is listening, and they say, let's put that in place and try it. So, you know, I, I would say maybe – Ten dollars a ticket, something like that. I think twenty five is a little steep myself, but uh, but we'll see. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I'm not I'm not shooting it down. All right,
5: have a blast at least, at least you're you're not your money full of big. No, I think it's you know,
1: anything worth. to help Alabama. That's all you're trying to do. Thank you, Pat. Have a blast with me. All right, you too. Are right, we got to get to the break? We'll come back with Andrew Bone with the bam football recruiting report, which is going to uh, contain a lot more than just high school players. That's for sure. We'll be back right after this free has evolved. It will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meet and 3 Special. Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Get a meat and Three vegetables for just 8.49. Or for a lighter appetite, try the Lucky Lunch Soup, Salad, or Sandwich Combo. I'll see you at the free. Patterson, wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way,
0: You miss any episode on Tide 100.9 don't worry all of our shows can be found on Spotify and Apple Music and on demand on the Tide 100.9 app
1: all right you hear it you know it it's uh, Andrew Bone Bama football recruiting report hadn't had Bone on in a few weeks but uh texted him earlier this week I said I got to get you on Wednesday man because we got we got so much to cover and and recruiting now is gosh uh <laughs> you know you start with your own team good morning bone how are you
6: doing good Gary how are you doing
1: uh hanging in there uh I, I do want to ask you because I know um, a lot of people called in the show and said I was curmudging a little bit I I never was I never had a problem with name image and likeness but I thought anybody that didn't think this was what it was going to be was very naive. Uh, I never, you know, uh, maybe initially there was a little dog and pony show about this guy's doing a, you know, down at the restaurant serving chicken fingers or whatever. But for the most part, this was, this was destined to be pay for play, beginning with recruiting right on through the roster. I mean, is that the way you saw it when it was implemented that uh, this is where it was going to lead to? Well, we certainly knew that there were a lot of, uh, you know,
6: A lot of sharks in the water, ready to uh, ready to pounce, and you know there was um, you know it was going to be hard to control. And uh, you know Nick Saban, yeah, I know that he you know made a statement last week that he didn't retire because of the transfer portal or because of NIL, but you know it's certainly a sped up process. I think I think with you know all the offers that are coming in for yeah yeah and it's sad to say i mean even for former i mean for current players i mean you're you're getting back channel deals whether it's through an agent whether through uh you know maybe an old high school coach or a parent that's getting reached out by you know certain schools i mean basically it's tampering but it's hard to, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard to figure that out um you know it's hard to track and uh, unfortunately, that's what's going on, and you know, Nick Saban tried to put uh, you know some pressure um, on the NCAA, but it just hasn't happened yet. So you know, it's it's a it's the wild wild west. I mean, we knew it was crazy the first you know, year or two, but it, it certainly has um, uh, evolved in the, into something. It seems far worse. I mean, we, you know, we certainly you know, I and I think Nick Saban was behind this as well. He wants players to. Have an opportunity to to make money off their name, image, likeness. Um He's not trying to get a player uh, a Lamborghini or you know a x amount of uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars just to play. That's just not how he wanted to go about. Right. Things.
7: And Absolutely. Unfortunately,
6: that is with a lot of schools because they have to do that because they're not you know the Alabamas of the world and. Um, and of course, now you're you know probably seeing more big time programs uh, that are feeding off of that. They're they're loving it. They're loving the uh, uh, the transfer portal. They're loving NIO because they've got a lot of big money backers um, that are that are contributing to that. So we shall see what um, what happens moving forward. But um, but yeah, I think there certainly has to be some um, somebody's gonna have to step up and 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 make some you know. CAA or Congress or somebody is going to have to step in and, and try to get this thing under under control.
1: Yeah, I agree. Bone last week at this time uh, the, it shows you how much things can change in a week really in a, in a day or two. Uh, Nick Saban was still the head football coach at the University of Alabama this time last Wednesday. He's not now. Kalen DeBoer is. Um, the 30-day portal window has, has kicked in. Um, Alabama's losing a lot of players including the news this morning that Caleb Downs is set the end of the portal, arguably Alabama's best returning player. Uh, meanwhile, Coach Moore's trying to hire staff. He's trying to, you know, it's just a lot um, in regards to uh, the portal. And, and we'll get to the high school players that are decommitting left and right now. It, it, it seems like I think Zion Grady might have just decommitted, but uh, managing this roster, I mean, what what can You know, what can Coach DeBoer do, I guess, other than meet with these guys and try to show his vision and and hope they hang in with him? But it's just inevitable that, you know, whether it's Alabama or anywhere else, when you have a coaching change this late in the game, uh, you're going to lose guys, right?
6: I think there's, you know, certainly there certainly was an expectation that you were going to lose players, lose several players. You know, who who were those players going to be? You just weren't sure until it actually happened. And. You know, there was obviously a lot of recruiting that's been going on, um, but you know, Coach Devore, and you know the guys that have already arrived on campus. I mean, you know, over the course of the last few days, I mean, it's been about you know g- getting your staff in place, trying to keep you know players on your team you know from entering the portal. But problem is, most of these players on the team have, may not have ever even heard of coach to bore until this football season you know they never had a conversation with them there's no relationship there um, you have some people that are around the program Nick Saban still around you have um other staff members Trey Rose Robert Gillespie um you know other support staff that's still there that are you know trying hard to um, to keep kids happy but at the same time a lot of these players that came to Alabama to play for Nick Saban to play for um you know the greatest of- I think a position coach leaving necessarily uh, causes a, a a major fallout but when you do lose you know head coach coordinator position coach uh you know maybe even the guy who recruited you uh during your years in high school i mean that's tough that's tough for a kid um especially for an out of state player um you know, like Caleb Downs, um, who had such a strong relationship with, with Coach Saban and, mm-hmm. and T-Rod throughout the entire process. And and main, well, one of the main reasons why he committed to Alabama. So, uh, yeah, this new staff's got a lot of work ahead. Um, I, I think there's a lot of excitement about the coaching hires. There's not a... Excitement today about the the news of players entering the portal or, or decommitting but um, you know it's kind of a you know pretty much a reset for the 2025 class um, which is fine it's January the 17th um, it's a long way to go in, in, in 2025 so I'm not really I, I don't think anybody's overly concerned about that I think you know right now is about you know your roster management. Uh, who else is potentially going to go into the portal, but also, who can you get from the portal who's available
1: well that's one of the things, bones i wanted to follow up with you on you know the stupid rule that when a coach leaves the portal automatically opens up for that school so so people can just poach your roster but and you know alabama can't go out right now the portal's closed for for any school that doesn't have a coach leaving so it's not like you know they're losing players but it's not like they can go get others right now i mean that that's that's a flaw right there in this system to me bone what do you think about that
6: and, and there's going to be some, you know, we're going to see some guys that are going to end up visiting. Um, you know, Alabama's got, uh, you know, they've got some options as far as, you know, players from Washington that are entering the portal. Um, you know, maybe you even, heck, maybe you even look at some players at Arizona um, after they had a coaching leave. So I think you look, see what's on your roster, see what's still available. Um you know, potentially go after some guys, but you could also wait until the spring. That portal window is going to open again in the spring on April the fifteenth for for fifteen days. So um, there's a glaring need, which there seems like there will be at certain spots. Uh, you go try to find some guys that can come in, or you know, maybe you know one of these young guys that still on the team starts to step up. So uh, you're just you know, as of right now, I think the biggest concern is who else is going to enter the portal over the over these next uh, you know two weeks um you know you don't want to really lose any more key contributors but i think the reality is is there's a strong chance that that's probably going to happen so who's going to stay who's going to leave um and then you kind of go from there
1: all right bone uh let's let's move away from the portal and um let's talk about Twenty twenty four because the class obviously is basically done, but there is one player out there, you know, who uh Alabama would love to still add to this class, and that of course is is Ryan Williams, the the dynamic playmaker from Saraland, longtime Alabama commit, of course decommitted when Saban retired. Um got a lot of schools after him. Including, of course, Alabama and Auburn. Is there any kind of update? Where does it? Have you got any intel on you know the new staff and and how they you know in what ways have they reached out to uh, Ryan Williams? I you know read that he might have been in town recently. What's the latest on on this guy who is a dynamic playmaker and is probably going to be an instant impact player regardless of where he goes? Well, yeah, you
6: know, we talk about portal guys. Yeah, this is a. Uh, yeah, you know, this is a pretty important target as well and he, you know he connected uh Coast board connected with Ryan know uh, rather quickly once he arrived uh in Tuscaloosa and you know, we were told that you know he was on campus on uh Monday night so that was a um, that was a big visit for Alabama to get him on campus things have been kind of quiet since that visit but he is expected to be back in Tuscaloosa this weekend for an official visit um you know Ryan's always loved Alabama uh you know, i had a great relationship with coach saban uh the entire staff but obviously a lot of new faces so you know it's gonna have to take some uh some real magic there but the fact that he made it to campus yesterday he has already had multiple conversations with the staff you know at least shows that he's still very much interested in the program uh wants to give them a chance and is going to take that official visit so you know the Washington offense is something that um is very attractive to a wide receiver and uh, I know that Ryan, you know, even before uh the Coach Saban retired had uh, had met, had talked about Washington's offense and um you know, potentially taking a trip out there but uh never did. But um I think that um you know he, he's obviously very impressed with what Coach DeVore has been able to do. Um, Ryan Grubb, the office coordinator, and, you know, we'll just have to see. Uh, the biggest thing right now is relationship, you know, re- relationship building. You know, he doesn't have a, uh, he didn't have a relationship with these guys until this week.
8: Right. Um,
6: you know, a lot of these other staffs that are recruiting him have recruited him for uh, over a year now. Um, you know, former Alabama staff had recruited him for over two years. So it's a, uh, you know, it's a tough deal for him. Um, but we will see how the uh, the business goes this
1: weekend. As far as 2025, um, and again, it's just the way it is. It's inevitable. I mean, the greatest coach of all time arguably retires. There's going to be some fallout in the class, but it seems like that uh, you can bring us up to speed. Uh, you know, I got somebody texting me about Zion Grady. I, I don't know if that's uh, accurate or not, but it seems like the, You know, this 2025 class, as you said, it's a long time until December. I get that. But right now, it's hemorrhaging to some degree.
6: It is. I mean, like I said, it's it's a long way until December. And, you know, a lot of these, and I always say, you know, with 2025, guys, it's more so about the relationship with the coaches because, you know, they are having, you know, these assistant coaches, the, um, area recruiters uh, those are the ones who you know build that relationship you know with the underclassmen right away and connect with them and you know you look at Zion Grady and you lose you know everybody you know that you knew on staff as far as uh you know position coaches you know, Coleman Hutzler outside linebackers coach um you, know, you lose your area recruiter Robert Bala defense coordinator Kevin Steele head coach Nick Saban um and grew up a, actually, actually grew up a Georgia fan but um, committed to Alabama um, early and decided to reopen things. you know he had actually told um, one of our reporters Joseph Hastings um, here the other other day that he was going to let things play out that he was um, he, he was gonna wait maybe until a little bit later in the spring to do something but uh, if if anything but guess decided uh, last night, to uh, just go ahead and reopen things, but you know, this is just sort of a uh, reset process in this twenty-five class for Alabama. Um, you know, and they may see they may see a lot of guys that um, that Alabama wasn't recruiting that they want to start recruiting. They may have guys that Alabama was heavily pursuing that they might not be interested in. It's going to be have to, A lot of this is going to have to be fit um, relationship building over these next eleven months and. It seems like they've got a good staff that's going to be coming in that are going to be able to do that. And, you know, once they get to work, I think you just got to give them some time to uh, uh, to build this class.
1: All right, Bone. Uh, Andrew Bone with a senior recruiting analyst for um, On3Sports and and uh, BamaOnline.com, one of the best in the business. We're getting up against the clock a little bit. So let me ask you a couple more questions, um, not about specific players because I think we're all dealing with you know, processing what all's happened here in the last week. But, uh, first, you, you know, I had some, I've talked to some kids myself, um, cause I follow it not like you do, but I've, and, and I had a couple of them tell me, Hey, man, we feel, we feel like we were misled. You know, that there was never any indication from Nick Saban <clears throat> to us or our families that, that he was considering retirement. And are you getting that when you talk to, to young men?
6: Oh yeah, I mean, I've talked to a lot of parents over the course of the last week. Um, you know, parents of upperclassmen, um, freshmen, uh, players that are no longer there. I mean, just are constantly on the phone talking to as many people as you can to kind of you know get their take on things. But you know, there was no indication um, that it was that it was going down last week. Um, to You know, some people that I trust inside the athletic department, they weren't surprised, but they also didn't know that it was going to happen. You know, it was a uh, kind of business as usual. Uh, He worked until kind of the last minute. And then uh, I think he even came out and said, you know, he was kind of going back and forth five minutes before he went in there and and told the team. So, So we were told that day that, and this happens every single year um when freshmen report to campus they have a team meeting first day of school and they had a team meeting and somebody i think somebody made a post on message board saying you know was there a concern about it you know you know we checked around no concern uh typical stuff but obviously it was you know the biggest news of uh of at least my professional career
1: all right bone and i know again uh Boy, Coach DeBoer's got a million things going on. Have you been able to get any feedback from any uh, prospects in regards to, you know, have they heard from the new staff, impressions on Coach DeBoer, uh, just anything like that that you can tell us about?
6: Yeah, so uh, I talked to um, uh, to one player the other night, Noah Carter, who is a uh, four-star edge player who was previously committed to Washington um, out of Arizona. He's uh, trying to work on getting an official visit uh, to Alabama over the course, yeah, you know, potentially this weekend could be next week, but you know, he raved about him, said so that he felt like he is, uh, one of the absolute best, um, coaches in the country, if not the best, uh, very genuine, uh, you know, really enjoys, um, you know, his coaching staff, the guys that he's uh, been around. So yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of positive reaction from some of the guys, but most of them are players who knew him, who have been recruited mm-hmm. by him. Coast the board didn't really recruit any of the guys that uh, uh alabama had on their roster because he's you know in the pacific northwest now he's in the sec he's going to be recruiting a, you know, a lot of kids in the um in the southeast and uh you know now it's time to get get to work and start building those relationships and connections and he's bringing in some you know some staff that certainly has keeping some um some familiar faces on the uh uh, uh, on the coaching, uh, coaching roster, including Robert Gillespie and Freddie Roach, will be you know very vital there. But um, you know also bringing in some some well-established recruiters um, that haven't been in Tuscaloosa before. So looking forward to kind of seeing how how things all work out with uh, with this new staff. But um, they've got their hands full moving forward.
1: Yeah, thirty seconds, Bone. You do kind of feel like though once the staff's named and, and things will settle in a little bit, and 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 the recruiting pattern will get more. You know, get back to normal to some degree for Alabama, right?
6: I think so. Once you kind of get, you know you, you get into junior days, spring practice, spring visits, summer camps, uh, you know, things will uh, things get back to normal. But um, but right now it's kind of a free for all. Um, you don't know what's going to happen as far as, uh, you know, like I said, potential uh, portal more portal entries. Um, so we're just kind of hanging on right now, seeing what's going to happen next, but. Uh, I know there's excitement about this coaching staff, but, you know, there's also some disappointment with, uh, with some of the guys that are leaving. And, but it's going to be all right. You know, Alabama, Alabama's been around for a long time. I, I don't think they're going anywhere.
1: Well, I know this. If people want to stay on top of this, uh, very fluid situation in terms of recruiting, Andrew Bone can keep them on top of it. Tell everybody how they can do
6: that. Go check us out at bamaonline.com where we have all of our content on the front page, uh, every day, but, the real scoop is on the Bama Online uh, message board. Go to the roundtable. Check us out. Uh, you'll get daily scoop on there, um, and it's a uh, it's a madhouse, but uh, but it's a lot of fun.
1: Thank you, Bone.
6: Thanks, Gary. See ya.
1: All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap up this first hour right after this. We've been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And, of course, you can find Las Tarasco's in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big-screen television so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Las Tarasco's features daily happy hour specials. And for the best Mexican cuisine in West Alabama, remember, the name is Las Tarasco's with locations in Tuscaloosa and Northport. Listening to the Gary Harris Show.
0: Go line in touchdown, Alabama. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: All right, that's going to wrap it up for this first hour. It's been brought to you by Alabama Credit Union. Uh, thanks to Andrew Bone, active first hour, second hour coming up, uh, more phone calls, and uh, we'll have uh, a guest uh, with Bart Heitz on Hoops at 10:30. A lot of portal news, um, a lot of assistant coach news, basketball news. We'll cover it all in the second hour. Gary here is Justin Jones. Coming back, just a few, right here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. 2011 Billy's Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big-screen, high-definition televisions, both dining rooms, at the bar, and outside on the beautiful patio. Come by and say hello to Kim and Lisa, the Billy's management dream team. Billy's, good food, good friends, and good time.
0: WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Nick Cope. Eagles center Jason Kelsey said on his podcast that he's not ready to make an official retirement announcement. And in response to a report that he told teammates he was retiring after the loss to the Buccaneers on Monday night, Kelsey said he was not in a position emotionally to
1: make such a decision in that moment. TMZ reports Colts owner Jim Ursay was found unresponsive by Indiana police back in December and police reports called the incident an overdose or poisoning. Last week, the Colts said Ursay was being treated for a severe respiratory illness. Today, the Colts say Ursay continues to recover from that respiratory illness and they have no further comment. ESPN reports the Bills are signing punter Matt Hawk with regular punter Sam Martin dealing with a hamstring injury. Finally, in college football reports say Alabama freshman all American safety Caleb Downs is entering the transfer portal.
0: Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom.
9: Even though West Alabama communities will see a slight improvement in temperatures today, with some areas seeing a 10-degree difference than yesterday, it's still cold for the deep south. There is a hard freeze warning from 9 this evening until Thursday morning at 8. And the dominoes continue to fall in Tuscaloosa as freshman sensation Caleb Downs has opted to enter the transfer portal following the retirement of former head coach Nick Saban. To find out all the Alabama players in the transfer portal, Log on to TuscaloosaThread.com. Get
0: 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the second hour of the Gary Harris Show right here on Tile 100.9 FM and 1230 AM. WTBC phone calls are lined up, so we're going to get to them in just a second. Gary Harris, Justin Jones. This hour of the Gary Harris Show being brought to you by Patterson Comer Attorneys at Law. Patterson Comer is dedicated to serving our clients' integrity and excellence of the driving force behind the firm and staff. I can absolutely vouch for these Gentlemen, not just as lawyers, but as men, Paul Patterson and Mike Comer, first class all the way. If you need a personal injury law firm, you need a law firm that's going to be with you every step of the way in person, face to face, eyeball to eyeball. Even if you have to go to court, they'll be with you all the way. Nothing against the 1-800-FIRMS. But this is the way I want to do business. If I need a lawyer, I want somebody with feet on the ground in West Alabama. Paul Patterson and Mike Comer. Reach Paul in Tuscaloosa at 205-345-1000. Mike's in Northport at 205-759-3939. PattersonComerLawFirm.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Bar Heights on hoops coming up at 1030, but right now the phone lines are jammed. So we're going to... Uh, Take these phone calls and get everybody on, and uh, we got the first half hour wide open. So we'll be—I think we got four calls waiting, but we'll get to all of them. So let's start off with uh, CC and work from there. Good morning, CC.
9: Good morning, Gary. How are you?
1: Doing well, thank you.
9: Okay, I've had this question ever since nil started. Okay, is this payment made in one lump sum or is this an installment, such <laughs> as we were paying Caleb Downs and we gave him a hundred thousand? Or do we give him in
1: quarterly? Yeah, you why you not? know, CC. I think you can do it any way you choose to do it, uh, and you can do it lump sum. I know how I would do it <laughs> if I were paying these players. I certainly wouldn't give it to them all at once. I mean, I'd have, and that's why I think we have to, you know, again have to do something to the system. Treat these people as employees, get contracts. Uh, but I would, I would pay in installments, and I would have an understanding that. Um, You know Mm -hmm. what? If you leave early, then obviously the money stops. Uh, Well,
9: and my question goes to is this going to become like when a coach leaves and you're paid but doing the buyout? They but there's no
1: paperwork that goes with no, it. No, there's the, there? the, the listen, it, it's a flawed system. It it's an absolute right oh, now yeah. to be honest with you, C it's an absolute joke. There's no oh. other business that works like this. Well, all right, what, we're gonna promise else? you this much. Uh, you know, and I tell you what has happened. I've read about it from other schools. There have been players that were promised X amount of dollars during the recruiting process mm-hmm. and when they got yes. to that school, they didn't get their money, C <laughs> you yes. know. Yes, because
9: there's no paperwork That's right. with it. We have got to have a salary cap, and, and I realize there be all sorts of cheating, but it's very hard to to hide millions of dollars when you are talking about eighteen, nineteen year olds. They're going to have the Hellcat, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's an easier thing to follow, uh, but it's got to be some kind of rules going on because. Uh, we, And I think we're in a very unique situation. The Alabama brand gives you clout as a player that you probably would not have if you were at Southern Mississippi and you came into the portal. Even if you are not that great of a player, you can add this kid onto your roster and say he played at Alabama. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily that he started, but it makes him more desirable. So it's easier for this roster to end up somewhere else just because of the name um so yeah, anyway I, I i don't see this resolving itself for a very long time on the defensive side uh, seems like the offensive side is kind of holding serve and that they've done their homework probably and realize they might be in a better situation but um yeah, anyway you have answered my question uh about nil and uh i'm gonna do my best greg burns which is if you care about this program go to Yale Alabama um, we we all need to sign up because if we're going to play the game uh, we're going to have to have some money to play with
1: that's the reality you, of it thank you CC great call
9: mm-hmm. bye bye
1: yes ma'am and, and you know I also agree with CC too though that, that we've somehow some something has to be put in place here this system needs to be better than it is because it is it's just a free-for-all there's no other way around it and I'll tell you this um, there are going to be people who start losing interest with the fact that, you know here Caleb Downs is a national freshman of the year, had over 100 tackles. he's an all-American. Uh, he's set to go to the NFL in two years. Uh, he's at arguably the best program in the country, and he wants to leave or possibly leave. I mean, I, I I think the fact that he's going to the portal means he is going to leave. I, I don't think he's going to go in there and come back. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Alabama can talk him into staying. But, you know, fans are going to be like, man, I'm, I'm not going to attach myself to these 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 players. I mean, it's just, it's rent a player. It's rent a player. You know, you're going to have players that play for a different school every year. We're already having that happening. Remember J.D. Daniels, the quarterback? Me, bopped around from South Carolina to Georgia to West Virginia to Rice. I mean, it's going to be hard for fans to, and you know, how do you claim a player? I mean, we get to the NFL when they do those introductions. Uh, so-and-so, uh, University of Alabama, Florida State University, South Carolina. I mean, you know, three or four different schools. That's why many of them doing their high schools or elementary schools now. All right, let's keep the phone calls rolling on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline and talk to Chris. Good morning, Chris.
10: Hey, good
1: morning,
10: Gary. Uh, Gary, you doing okay? Yes, sir. Good. Hey, I... I kind of wrap my head around something, and, and uh, your wisdom probably can help me get to that place I need to be. But is Bama not Bama? I mean, like, I mean, are we not the standard of college football? I know I'm asking uh, a pretty logical question, but you know, what are we doing? Like, what What does What do you think needs to happen? You can't tell me that Kirby Smart and people down in Georgia. Haven't been tampering with Caleb Down. Like, come on, let's be real. You know that there was some probably fake reports flying around Kirby in Tuscaloosa. I mean, you know, I mean, I just can't wrap my head around the fact that somebody who's a freshman All American wants to get up and leave one of the, if not the elite program in all of college football, and you can't tell me it's not to further or NIL, or chasing a bag, if you want to call it. I just can't get to the, the fact that Caleb Downs wasn't offered some massive contract or massive deal to come somewhere else. And I guarantee that place is probably UGA. I would love to know your thoughts.
1: You talking about with Downs, where I think you'll wind up? Yeah. yeah I, I, I I, I look, listen, I, I don't know. I tell you, that I think Ohio State's a factor, too, now. Chris, I, I, I mean, I'm, you might be right on Georgia, but if he leaves, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count Ohio State out, my friend. I, I think they are, Ohio State is a major player right now with NIL portal. Uh, you know, McLaughlin's already there. Uh, Quinchon Junkins from Ole Miss is there. Uh, so watch out for them, but getting back to your, your Bama standard, Bama is the standard. Absolutely. You're right, man. There's no denying that. But the reality of the new world is that, um, And it's going to get even worse because kids now that are 12 and 13 years old, this is all they're going to know. All these players now know, a lot of them that have been in high school for two or three years in the portal era, they're like, hey, man, show me the money. Show me the money.
2: Yeah.
9: Uh, Or, or, yeah, yeah, that was
1: the standard as long as Nick Saban is the coach. And this is not a knock on Kalen DeBoer, but this program is not the same as it was a week ago at this time. I don't care who you bring as head coach. You had had Nick Saban. All of a sudden, Nick Saban is gone. That's a shock to the system, Chris. These these young men are dealing with this. Their families are dealing with this. So there was going to be an inevitable fallout regardless. You could have brought, you know, you could have brought back Vince Lombardi or Bear Bryant and there would have been fallout. So um, that's, just where we're at with the system that is in place Uh, i think things will as bone said earlier andrew bone i think things will settle down a little bit as DeBoer gets his staff in place and we kind of you know if we get through this window, the 30 day window where Alabama players are in it and you kind of see where you're at and you get back in kind of a regular flow, um, I think it'll look a little bit better. But right now, you know, you're right. It's a mess, man. And for a guy like Caleb Downs to go into the portal with all he's accomplished here and the fact that he is still in two years going to be a number one draft pick, maybe the number one overall pick, who knows? For him to be willing to leave just kind of shows you where we're at, even if there's more money involved somewhere else than what he's getting paid here. I'm with you
10: yeah it's it's a it's a catastrophe it really is I mean it's really broken the game but I had a question for you and then I'm gonna let you get to your next caller how do you feel about the hire of Kane Womack as defensive coordinator
1: well I um I was familiar with his dad more than I was him I know he's been at South Alabama for a few years but I hadn't really followed him that closely I know he's done a good job but Dave Womack his dad uh, been at Arkansas been at Ole Miss Southern Miss um, a guy that you know uh, you know, big four-two-five guy. You know, real athletic scheme to, to kind of slow down the spread. And then Kane has run that too at Indiana and, and at South Alabama. I think he's a really good young football coach. I mean, I, I know this. I talked to some of my media contacts down in Mobile, Chris, and they uh, say fans down there are just sick. I mean, sick at their stomach to have lost him to Alabama. But they really felt I, like I actually
10: live. I actually live in Mobile. Gary, okay, and I'm here. Well, you probably tell me the perception,
1: but that perception I get down there is those folks love him.
10: They do. They do. And they hated to see him go. I'm curious how he's going to transition to D.C. at the biggest program in all of college football. But, Gary, we appreciate you, man. I let you get to other callers. Love your show. And Roll Tide.
1: Thank you, Chris. Good to hear from you. All right. Let's get to um, – and we're going to have to get to the break in a moment. We'll take a few more phone calls before we do. Let's get to uh Philip.
4: Hey, Gary, I, I apologize about calling again and I I'll I'll give it a break for a few That's days. Oh, okay. no, go ahead. Uh, but here here's a frustration uh, on the um on the giving part. Uh com and Yay, Alabama, to me, to me, Gary, they've gotta figure out a way to merge. And Rolltide.com take on the giving name or or either either go to young Alabama or rolltide.com dot com because if you are John Q public and you say, Dang it, you know, I'm gonna give some money. Well, you get on rolltide.com and it's got some tabs across there. It says sports, athletics, tickets, watch, listen, fans, shop, and then okay, you see a donate tab. when you hit that donate tab, it takes you to something called the Crimson Standard, which is when you get in there and get lost in those. Now movies. are you
1: talking about from RollTide.com? Yes, sir. Well, oh, no, the Roll Crimson Tide. Stand, that is an issue because Crimson Standard's done. Crimson Standard is, saying, is 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 no. Yeah, uh, Alabama's the official. Yeah, Gary,
4: that's, that's what I'm talking about. Gary, Gary, that's what I'm talking about. Crimson Standard is is on there, and you, and if you click on it, you know it's, it shows the the, uh, the stadium and all that. So then you say, well, damn, you know, what did I do, what did I do to get on Gay Alabama? You know, so you go to athletics, and then you have to look at all that. You've got like 15 things you got to look at. And then finally, over in the right-hand corner, it says name, image, and likeness. And you go, ah, hell, I found it. So you click on name, image, and likeness, and, and it says something, something about the advantage. All right? So then you got Yale Alabama under it, the Alabama brand, Access, Development Resources, FAQ, NIL staff, and social media director. Gary, the point I'm making is Yale, Alabama is not front and center on there like it
1: should be. Okay. All right. Well I'll uh, I, I, I'll 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 note that and I'll I know some people at the collective, so I will pass that along. It's it has got to real. Be, it real. does you do need to be able to navigate it pretty simple. So I will. Uh, I will. I'll, I'll pass that along. Thank you, Philip. Thanks. I agree. It needs to be a simpler process. All right. I tell you what. Let's go ahead and get the bill because he's been holding for a long time. Anad, we're going to get to you in the next segment. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, dear Harris. How are you? Doing well, BT. What's going on, buddy? Now, video, um, I want to talk about
5: the game from last night. Okay. Okay. You know, uh, would, 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 explain to me what happened on that.
7: Technical
1: last night? Well, what happened was that the players had been chippy. Players were talking uh, to each other from both teams, and it kind of was right over there in front of the Alabama bench, and it got animated, and guys got in each other's face. And uh, there was a Missouri player there, and Coach Oates just kind of reached his hand out. To, to not try to start anything, but really just try to kind of push him away and say, hey, go back to your bench, you know, trying to um, defuse the situation. But as has been rightly pointed out and as he apologized for, you should not, as a coach, put your hand on an opposing player, period. And uh he knows that, uh, but that's, that's kind of the way it happened. And then I think Dennis Gates, a Missouri coach, felt like there should have been a technical call on coach Nate Oates and maybe there should have been. Uh, I think they double technical the two players. And so really those canceled themselves out, but, uh, that's what happened BT is that <laughs> coach Oates really was trying to defuse the situation, but he, uh, he didn't use his best judgment there. And he said after the game that he apologized to coach Gates. He apologized to the player. And I think that'll be the end of it.
4: Okay, so there
7: there won't be you no
1: know, nothing done or nothing. Right I
7: don't there, think right? so. I don't think so. BT, I, I uh... Uh, that's
1: a good point, wasn't it? Yeah, good good call, Bill. Good to hear from you, buddy.
7: Have a great I mean, day. Also, okay? Uh, also, how's uh, the Around the thing, down to yeah, we'll be, we'll be in the, the, play, we'll be in the
1: playoffs, playoffs before you know it, BT, and we'll keep an eye on it. Hey, great call, BT. we got to get to Thank the break. You. Before we hit the break, uh, I do want to tell you that the YMCA has no joining fee for the month of January. Right through January 31st, go down, sign up, uh, get your membership going, and uh, jump right in there with no joining fee. Get in shape get fit for the summer right now you got to put the work in now if you're going to be looking good by june and the ymca is the place to do it 2300 13th street downtown all right we'll be back with more phone calls Anad and george and macon we'll get to you guys on the other side this is the gary harris show babe tuscaloosa's Oak colony golf course is an 18 hole championship layout designed by 1976 u.s open champion jerry pate director of golf john gray and fitting specialist bob montgomery are pga certified Mike Schivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure a tee time at the Tuscaloosa Championship Golf Course. Everyone can play. 205-562-3201. Old Colony is operated by Para. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa
0: weather. A sunny sky today. We rise above the freezing mark this afternoon. The high today, 36. Clear tonight, not as cold as last night, below 22. Tomorrow becoming mostly cloudy. A chance of some light rain by afternoon. The high 46. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 21 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to jump into any of the shows? Call- Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Will somebody answer that damn phone? That's
1: 205-342-9904. All nine nine zero we We're going to jump right back out on the uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts highlight in just a moment. First, though, Justin, uh, the app is an uh, active way to be involved with the station. And boy, I tell you what, the Tide 109 app has... It's it's taken off big time. If you don't have it, get it. And also, it's interactive. So uh, uh, we got some messages on the app, Justin.
2: Yeah, we sure do. First one's from Ronnie in South Carolina, a good caller and listener of the show. He said, I feel like they should have a max price per position that they can pay. This should hmm. apply across the board for every team. I'd love to see Sabin try to get a committee together and make some rules. Wow. Well,
1: I tell you what, they—I like the sound of that. One problem, though, is I don't know that Nick Saban, <laughs> with being retired, if he's going to want to uh, do too much or not. I just don't know. We will see. Uh, anything else? I know Johnny left several.
2: Yeah, Johnny. Uh, Johnny left several on the app. He's also a listener, and he uses the app, I think, almost exclusively. We always have Johnny messaging us, but mm-hmm. um, he said, "Scroll up here." Saban excelled at everything but his exit transition. Georgia is the process school Saban bill, and UA let it and grammar there, but after one week, it crumbled is his point he's mm. trying to say. Saban was a standard, and then he goes on to say branding is a double-edged sword. Um, the new defensive coordinator was fine for USA. Perception was iffy at Alabama right now.
1: All right, thanks for those uh, at messages, and we love them. All right, let's get to Anad, and then we're going to talk with the in making. Good morning, Anad.
7: Good morning. Good morning. I uh, love listening to your show, man. Thank you, man. Hey, uh Listen, I, I'm, I'm just ready to go to August 31st. Man. I, I'm <laughs> fed up with all just,
1: cut, just cut through it all. How huh? I get to the season? Yeah.
7: Just, yeah. Just when you, you think he got past Coach Sabin, retired, and then he got all this crap. Yeah. I, I'm just fed up. I mean, who's next? Is Justice uh, Haynes going to transfer next? I mean, I, I, it's, it's crazy. I know. It's, Ooh, it, cool. it's, it
1: stinks. It stinks. It really does.
7: I mean, who who has the authority to get a hold of, uh, you know, and put in some kind of uh, system in this, you know, it's the NCAA, Congress? I mean, I don't
1: know. That's a million-dollar question. I've been saying it since this went in. I said everybody's saying uh, that we need to do something, but I've always asked the question. I nod, if you've listened, you probably heard me say it. Yeah, everybody says that, everybody, of course, being a general term, but who is going to do what? Who's going to do it and what are they going to do? That's what no one, no one can answer. (laughs) You know, so we just continue to go along with the system like everything's fine. And yet every, every radio show and sports show, people say, well, we need to do something. Who is, who's the who and what are they going to do? That's what no one can answer. I don't know. I don't know if it's the NCAA. I don't know if it's Congress. I don't know if it's the athletic directors. I don't know if it's the conference commissioners. But right now we're just continuing with what we've got, which is just a free for all. Unrestricted free agency. Come up with as much money as you can to pay players, whether it's out of high school or whether it's players at other schools. Guys like Caleb Downs, who's established himself as a great player at one school, is now looking to go to another school. Yeah, it's awful. I'm with you 100%. I'm, I'm not sugarcoating it anymore. This is a, this is a bad system. Who
7: allowed this to even happen? How did this even
1: happen? Well, uh, it happened because the NCAA had a system in place that had been basically the same system with scholarship and room and board and, uh, you know, all your tuition, your food, your lodging. But, quote, unquote, players weren't getting paid. And this all started with Ed O'Bannon, a basketball player at UCLA back in the 1990s, when those video games, you know, were starting to be big. He you know, the players they used were based on real players and Ed O'Bannon was one of the players. And he decided I should get paid for my name, image, and likeness being used on this video game. So it, it sat around forever and went to court and eventually um it just morphed into, well, we're going to have to give name, image, and likeness, but it just turned into a pay-the-players-directly kind of deal. It didn't, there was not a lot uh, once the NCAA knew they could not keep the system in place, it just morphed overnight from a system that had been in place for years and years and years into this, you could pay the players as much as you want. That's where we're at. That's how it came about, though. Uh, Supposedly, this was going to be, you know, if you were a college athlete and and they were profiting off your name, image, and likeness, you were going to get money, or you could do endorsement deals, or you could do commercials. It wasn't meant to be hey come to my school and i'll give you a half million dollars but that's what it's turned into that's what it is
7: yeah and then then there's this thing of one team going to another team and taking four five six of their players i mean that's something that got to be limited to you know, probably one per team by one team and one per conference by one team i mean the texas is just uh, it is taking all the alabama players
1: uh yeah i know it, 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 it is something else so all right on i gotta get to some other calls thank you my friend
8: all right. Thanks, man.
1: All right. Let's get to George over in Macon on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline. Good morning, George.
8: Good morning, Gary. Thanks for taking my call. A couple of thoughts I have. Basically, what really got the transfer portal was um, back in the day, you know, back before they had the transfer portal the way it is now. There were coaches that would hold a player and not let them transfer, and that got so much. Imp- and that got so much. Um, play that everybody started feeling sorry for the players and then they would say well a coach can go whenever he wants to and that's kind of what got the transfer portal going and there is at the way the process is now there's no good way for a coach to retire um you know if you you know and and in a way i can see some of the players feelings that you know i came to alabama to play for nick saban and all of a sudden He's gone. And, um, you know, I kind of see where, you know, the parents of some of the players and the players themselves, say, gosh, I wish we'd have had some, you know, some would have known before. But there's no way for Nick Saban or or a coach to leave unless he does a farewell tour, and that wouldn't work. So it's really just the process is just so bad that, you know, your team can be gutted.
7: Yeah, yeah. And then, you
8: know, something that kind of got me, as you know, I've been a big Alabama fan, I'm, you know, back in 1959. I mean, huge Alabama fan. Um Following Alabama football and sports is kind of my hobby, always has been. But my fandom is starting to crumble, just like it did with baseball and basketball when they struck. And they didn't have the sport for a while. It, I kind of felt like it was a slap across my face. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the fan that I used to be, except for the Braves since they've come back on it. But, um, it should, I mean, this is the underbelly of the sport. I don't like it. Um, it has crumbled my fandom. And I think it's going to uh, have a cost. Um, I think the ratings, you know, may go down some. And then, you know, the money will not be quite as flowing. And another thing that I don't quite understand, they say the players should be played. Um, You know, they're getting a scholarship, a career, and there's no pen. yeah that's Uh-oh. the
1: listen George that's that was a lot of people's argument but that one's dead and gone now man that's over I know uh, that, that, that 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 that's that, now, that one's, don't hunt no that's, more. yeah that's never coming back so but you make some great points man hey thank you George always a pleasure to hear from you I've got to try to get to some other calls we're running a little bit behind okay so- thank you so much let's get to uh Ellis and then we'll get to Marty in Arkansas and then we got to hit the break good morning Ellis Meltdown city here. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I think the Caleb Downs news is rocking Alabama fans' worlds, and uh, I get it. I mean, it's disappointing. No doubt about it.
5: We knew it was going to happen, though, you know, and it's all because the NCAA didn't take care of it when it first started. If they took care of it when it first started, none of this stuff right here had happened. Oh, I I don't know, though, I
1: necessarily agree with you, Ellis. I, I, I think you. You could have. You could have. Well, played, they you, didn't it. Yeah. They've not policed it. No. Well, now There's it's, it's out of control. But what what you say though is not. I'm not saying you're wrong. But they could have put something in place and put a payment plan in place. But at some point, uh, once you start paying, the player's going to want more. You know, it, it, it would have never. Uh, I don't know that that would have fixed it or not. I'm with you. They probably should have tried to get out in front of it. At the same time, I think they knew that this was going to, what it was going to morph into. And I think they were trying to keep the system in place as long as they could. So, but, you know, it doesn't matter now. It is it is what it is. And uh we're all hoping, I think, that they get some reins on it. But I don't know that, you know, they can. And, you know, when a coach leaves and the portal opens up for 30 days, it just allows your roster to be poached. And that's what's happening in Alabama right now.
5: I just think one more thing. I think if you leave and you've got money from that college that you was that before, you should be able to have to pay that money back to
1: that college. Again, that's something maybe they'll look at if they can ever get any kind of restrictions out of it. Right now, you know, once they give you the money, you don't have to give it back. Maybe so I don't know. It's but you're right. It's um it's it's hitting Alabama fans right in the face today that, that this roster um that we expected to have for Alabama football in 2024 may look a little bit different than what it would have looked at had Nick Saban not retired. But, you know, he's got a right to retire, and he did, and now Alabama's dealing with the fallout. It's just the way it is. Hey, thanks, my friend, and don't forget my watermelon now about, about six months away. Yes, sir, I'm not forgetting. All right, see you, buddy. All right, roll tide. Thank you. All right, we're going to get to Marty in Arkansas, and then we got to hit the break. Hey, Marty. Hey. Yeah, it won't be the same roster, but... What do you do, you know? No, nothing you can do. do. You got to coach the ones you got. And, you know, I I guarantee you, Coach DeBoer's doing everything. You know, it's like what I
11: tell my buddies. They want to like somebody in football, someone in basketball, someone in baseball. No. I'm an Alabama fan, and I like them in all sports no matter what. And the day's gone of saying I'm coming to Alabama to play for Alabama. Now I'm coming for money. And I'm coming for a coach. And I don't care what you say. Just like what Ron Powell said after the SEC championship game, Kirby Smart ran straight over to to Downs and said, hey, you coming out to Georgia next year because Saban's retiring. (laughs) So, I mean.
1: I'm I'm not (laughs) sure he said that, Marty, but.
11: Um, <laughs> I think you
1: just—I think you just congratulated him on a great game. But. I, I
11: don't know. Now he's going over. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You can take the dots and do your dots. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get you fired. I won't get fired by saying it because I'm a, a fan over there. You well, Marty, I, it, say
1: you this? I say do appre- I, I appreciate your fandom because I've always thought the same thing, man. Uh Everybody's got a right to do what they want to do, but I know people they they pull for this school in football and they pull for this school in basketball, and they pull they just go around cherry picking the best programs for the different. So they're always pulling for a winner. I think you pull for one school and you stick with them. Great, great phone call, my friend. Okay. Thank you, Marty. Good to hear from you. All right, we're behind on the break, so we're going to go ahead and hit it. We got uh, Bart Heights on hoops. Uh, plenty of basketball to talk about next, right here on the Gary Harris Show.
0: Covering University of Alabama sports, as well as the national and local scene as well. The Gary Harris Show, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Seven running a little bit behind, but that's okay. We'll have uh we'll still have plenty of time to talk with Bart Heights on hoops and um, get away from the Caleb Downs talk for just a few minutes. But uh enjoyed all the phone calls this morning. It's been crazy. But uh gonna talk a little basketball right now. Good morning, Bart. Uh how are you, my friend? i thawing out a little bit, Gare. How are you? Jeez, trying to do the same. My Lord, we're not, we're not used to this in this part of the country. Hey, it probably changed tonight because I imagine Auburn will win at Vanderbilt. And of course, I guess it speaks to the parity in the league, but, um, uh, Alabama's the only 4 0 team in the SEC right now. <laughs> you know, so I guess that pre conference schedule, even though they lost five games, um, it did uh, provide Nate Oates with what he wanted, and that was uh, an opportunity to play against the best. And they've gotten in the league, and um, you know, and, and, and tougher games are coming. Beginning this Saturday at Tennessee, I get it, but a nice start for Alabama.
12: Really nice start for Alabama. Um, I do think uh, they they have benefited um, from, you know, a fa- I guess a fairly generous schedule. It hadn't been easy by any means. But, um, compared to some other teams, you know they got a they got an okay draw mm-hmm. with who they got at home in their first two games uh but they're they're just doing it in different ways, Gary, and it's different guys I mean how many different guys have to step up you know right sale nobody really talked about him, you know and what he did in startbuck you know he played well again last night, you know, double figures, and you know, Ronald Griffin playing the way hes he's played. But if they have that, those other two guys, you know, or just different guys step up like that, night in, night out, like they always typically have at home, and now it's starting to happen on the road as they've gotten into the play, the well, way this team shoots the basketball and the way that they've been protecting the rim better, Gary, yeah, they can beat anybody.
1: I like what Oates said Saturday night in Starkville. He said, you know, we came in here uh, against a team that prides itself on toughness and out-toughed them. And I thought there was some truth in that. I I thought Alabama went toe-to-toe with Mississippi State and, you know, um, had a lead. State tied it up. And then, you know, the last two and a half minutes or so, Alabama, uh, you know, closed it out.
12: His analytical mind also carries on into defense. And people don't really realize that about Nate If you look at how he's guarded Tolu Smith the last two, maybe three years, um, or excuse me, two years for sure, he has not doubled him a right. lot, Gary, and a lot of teams have. He felt like in this game, he obviously felt like last year with Betiaco, he could do it and did. Then he felt like it with Pringle. Pringle only played five minutes in Man. Only played five minutes. So it's an opportunity for Grant Nelson to have to step in and play that post role, post role against what you, you know, some call a preseason All-American and I thought Nelson and just the toughness that he played with individually, but the shot-making toughness of Alabama, right cell I mentioned. Obviously, Mark Sears' toughness. Um, but it was on the backboards. It was the 50-50 balls. It was the making free throws, which is a huge toughness thing that people don't a lot of times take into account, especially in the second half. Absolutely. Hard hats all around for Alabama, especially Grant Nelson to come in and start one win. But, yes, absolutely came in. Hit my Mississippi State Bulldogs right in the mouth and, uh, and got a win on the road that was, you know. Down the road, I think you're going to see that win be really big for too. Alabama as far as their confidence level on the road.
1: I, I do, too, because I think Mississippi State's a, a tough team and a good team. Uh, last night, um, of course, I don't think Dennis Gates thought Mizzou would start out 0-3, but they were a desperate team. They played like it. Uh, they played tough. They played hard. Um, I never dreamed it would be as chippy as it was last night. And uh, there was a lot of, you know, that was a tough physical game with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of edge to it. But, again, in the second half down the stretch, and you mentioned Griffin, man, he was on fire. Alabama takes a game that really was in doubt until seven or eight minutes to go. And and just, uh, you know, lit them up down the stretch and pulled away to win 93-75.
12: It's these runs that Alabama goes on, um, and it started happening in the second half. You know, it happened in startle, uh It happened in one in the first half. But they've got to run basically each half, and it and it can be six points. It can be 14 points. It can be a lot of things, but I, I think it's the way that they're, they attack the basket, their ability to score the basketball from three, obviously, uh, and the tempo and the possessions. But, Gary, again, they were 20 of 21 last night from the free throw line. I mean, the efficiency mm-hmm. is outrageous, man. And, yeah, Dennis Gates' team, they're a player away, uh, maybe one or two. They don't really have that just dominant, right. dominant guy. They can go really good. But I like East a lot. But, you know, he had to work so hard last night, and, and he's smaller. That'll be difficult. I don't really think you're going to see honor. Uh, he played great last night. That's about what you're going to get from him on his best night. And typically when Honor shoots it well and plays well, they're coming from behind. He takes more shots. I just don't see it in Missouri this year, man. Uh, they can't protect the rim still, even with the seven five guy. They couldn't do that last year. Alabama attacked out the rim. But just if you look back, Gary, some of those shots and the confidence, not to jump up and make the shot that Rylan Griffin, or shots that Rylan Griffin jumped up and made, or the catch and shoots contested on the wing that Wright now likes. I um, mean, you see his body language, smiling, getting engaged. That's confidence, and that's how that team's playing. And when you're playing with that level of confidence, shot making happens, and you can, you know, guard people, you know, maybe that you might not think you normally would. 20 of 21 from the line is clicking on all cylinders right now for Nado's team. That's why they're 4 up.
1: Well, they'll need to be clicking on all cylinders Saturday when they go to Knoxville. That's, that's, uh, not that Alabama, <laughs> you know, if Alabama loses that game, you know, they're, you know, they're still having a, off to a good start, but that's one where, um, you know, in Knoxville, uh, Tennessee is really good, uh, and, um, that's going to be a high level basketball game.
12: It is and I think there's four teams um that, that I, and I, and, I, and I put Alabama now and uh, and and i just I'm, let me just say this Gary, you know I've been critical of Nate Oates at times and I go back and forth But man he is coaching his behind off, oh, man. Say looking down the road and just different matchups challenging his guys. I just I got to get a shout out to Nate Oates, man. I'm, I'm I've become a believer uh and here's the thing. The reason I put Alabama in that top tier now with Auburn, with Kentucky, with Tennessee Those teams are blowing folks out at home. Think about that, Gary. This is a hard league. Mississippi State, you've got to win those games at home. But Mm -hmm. the gap in what Auburn's doing, Alabama's doing what Tennessee did against Ole Miss, um, what they did in their last game. Yeah, this weekend will be a a different test. uh, But it's the second halves for Alabama that have just been so, so good after the half and the energy. It'll be a test this weekend. Um, I think right now this is this will be the highest level, most anticipated game on my end in the SEC this year just because of what Alabama's done. Because Dawson to connect is a different deal for Tennessee now. He is a guy that can go get his own bucket oh, whenever yeah. he wants Jeez. Rick Barnes has compared him to Kevin Darnett now. Now, he's not a, a Durant. He's not saying that Kevin Durant, excuse me, that he's Kevin Durant. He's not saying that. He's just saying the ability to attack at the rim on a high level, create his own shot at all three levels, and he can flat-out shoot it, man. This guy, 30, 28 in starball 35 uh, two games ago, and 39 last night at home. He's a scorer. Alabama had to find a way to slow him down. But I think the point guard matchups uh, in this game, I think Ziegler versus Sears is a really, really good matchup. I expect that to be high level, and I expect Ziegler to take that personally um, and really try to come at and limit Sears
1: when he's on the uh, defense of them. All right, let's get to a couple of games from last night. Um, you talk about a season about to go off the rails. Uh, if Arkansas doesn't Ooh. get that last second shot, I mean, after A and M came back and Wade Taylor goes for forty one, I mean, they're already struggling. I, you know, was that a was that a Trayvon Marks game winning shot? A season saver for for Muss and the boys.
12: Hundred percent, one hundred percent, Gary. He had 35 on his own and it's just straight one-on-one basketball with Arkansas, man. They ain't running nothing. They don't have that. Now I will say this. One thing that hurt Arkansas, I mean, I don't know if I heard him. Minifield uh, didn't play that much last night. He was in foul trouble. And there was one set, uh, same the second half where Minifield, the transfer from Washington came in the game and then, and then, and like, I think no time went off the clock because they brought him in the game and he got a foul in the uh, side out. So they were kind of without, and, and, and has had to tweak his lineup a little bit, but absolutely it's a game saver, man. You lose that game to home or you lose that game, uh, at home with this schedule that Arkansas has coming up in the next few weeks. I think they got a go. I mean, they've got a couple of road games that are, they're almost not winnable, I think coming up or you would think so, but it gives confidence now, right? And for A&M, man, I mean, it's, it, they, they battled without Coleman. and A&M had one post player last night in that game, and battled and battled and battled and battled. And, battled. and the shot-making capability of Mike Taylor, Gary, I, I don't know that we've seen a guy that can that can just jump up and, I mean, make shots like that. Tony Harris, I mean, back in the day, Tennessee, they could just jump up and make these crazy contested shots. Uh, it's crazy uh, what he's doing yeah. you know from his standpoint. But Arkansas, because of how good they can be at home, uh, because of the tenacity, and I will say this too as well, There's a lot – the physical play that that the officials are allowing everywhere. You mentioned uh, Missouri Alabama last night. You saw Alabama and Mississippi State in Starbucks. Same thing Alabama-Tennessee. You're going to see it this weekend, Tennessee and Alabama. You definitely saw it in that game last night, Arkansas A&M, to where free throws mount up the game to go a lot more high scoring. Foul trouble means a lot more. Playing without fouling is going to be a key on the road if you want to stay in and win games, especially down the stretch in this league.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we already touched on Tennessee. Uh, big win last night. Easy win against Florida. Uh, Georgia uh, you'll go, gets a road win yeah. in South Carolina. I mean, this Georgia team's uh, kind of sneaky good. Should have well, beat Tennessee,
12: I, yeah, I, still, I thought. Should have beat Tennessee. I absolutely should have beat Tennessee. I mean, they should be, they should, they're that team that really you could know, be staring in the face be. You know, undefeated. They went on the road to Missouri and shocked everybody in that first game. And now they go get one at South Carolina. They were down eight early in that second half. Just kept battling, kept battling, kept battling. It's Mike White. Like, look at what Ole Miss is doing. The head of their program, Keith Carter, is their AD. He understands Mm -hmm. the game. He went through the league. Mike White knows the SEC. He should as well as anybody. He's coached at a lot of different places. He knows tendencies. He knows teams. He knows what it's like to go on the road. But their personnel right now – uh, Abdul Rahim has been solid he hasn't been consistently solid didn't play great last night uh, Damari Jr. has been really really playing well in stretches he played well last night also Thomason's been super super solid defensively uh, but the shot that big shot at the end by Hill uh, they've got toughness and they've got a lot of guys he's playing nine or ten guys Gary a lot of people don't realize that. When you can go that deep in this league, last night he played 11 guys, and nine of those guys played 10 minutes or more. Think about that. That's a lot of guys for a Georgia team to be playing, and Michael White usually likes to just play six, seven, eight. I like this team. I like their confidence. Um, but the main reason they're winning games is because they can get stops in the half court. So Michael White defense, they they get stops in the half court, they rebound the basketball, um, and their schedule, it gets harder down the road but it's not that that bad. They went on the road last night and outrated that, rebounded that South, South Carolina team that dominated Mississippi State on the boards 45 to 36 last night on the road. That's why Georgia's winning their defending the rebound and, and timely shot making.
1: All right, let's get to tonight's games. And um, just real quickly, you think, of uh, course, I, I still think Stackhouse is a good coach. I mean, Nate Oates always talks about how good the stuff is they run. They play hard. And they're, you know, they've, they've been competitive, but, you know, getting wins has been tough. Any shot for them to shock Auburn tonight in Nashville?
12: I mean, if there was going to be a letdown game um, for the Aubs, I would kind of think it would possibly be tonight. You know, I just don't see it. I, I don't know if the fire's there from this team. Um, from Vandy, I don't know. Losing Studi really hurt. I think I hate to think he was kind of a heart and soul guy. You know, you can kind of a lot of times listen to games on the radio. Shout out to all our radio guys out there, um, our friends. And uh, but like you can tell, like what guys are instrumental. Always fifty fifty balls, making open shots, guarding the team's best player. Um, I kind of think that was Studi, and I think they've really missed him now that he's transferred to South Carolina. You know, Auburn's got Ole Miss coming in, and they got then they go to Bama, to Mississippi State. Uh, Then they get Vandy again. It's a big four-game stretch for Auburn. If they could go three and one in this stretch, they're going to find themselves at the top of the league all year long. I do not expect them to stumble tonight. I do anticipate this game being closer, especially early, um, than a lot of people are thinking, though, because it is Nashville. They'll make some shots. I think Auburn could come in a a little bit flat, but I think they'll get it going.
1: All right, uh, your Bulldogs uh, go to Lexington, and Kentucky is scoring the basketball at a high clip. But um I don't know. I you 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 really have always had a good feel for Mississippi State. I, I I think the Bulldogs are not gonna be an easy out tonight for the Wildcats. What do you say?
12: I don't disagree. Um I just I just I, I worry um at times you go through so many of those laws offensively, um and you saw it against Alabama just really becoming dependent on throwing the ball down to Tolu Smith and expecting something good to come down. And I think it was like almost half the possessions in the second half were thrown down in the post, and you have to figure out some way to manufacture baskets when he's not on. I do expect uh, – the, uh, the one thing Alabama did that nobody talked about, the transition points in that Mississippi State-Alabama game, Alabama 18, Mississippi State zero. Think about that. How many times have we seen Mississippi State get out and run, get people turned over, make uh, get out and finish dynamically above the rim? None of that stuff was happening. I think Mississippi state needs to somehow get this into maybe not a, a a track meet scoring match, but take advantage of your opportunities when you can run long rebounds. Um, you know, when you do get a turnover, really be focused on attacking downhill before that dynamic Kentucky defense with all its length. You know, they got guys out in the passing lanes. Shepard is really good in uh, when guys drive and even get past him. He stays with the plate and gets deflections. State's got to not turn the ball over tonight, Gary, and win the rebound in battle and obviously shoot free throws better than they did against Alabama. And yeah, I think they can stay in the game tonight, but you're going to have to make some shots too anytime you go on the road and try to win it rough.
1: And no misses at LSU.
12: I expect this one to be tight. Um, if Ole Miss goes down to their night and wins, Gary, um, and wins convincingly, you got to start thinking about them as a top twenty team in the country um, because they are. They just keep doing everything that you don't expect them to do. LSU needs this win at home tonight. Um, I, I, I expect there to be a really good crowd at the Death Dome at the Meredith Center uh, because LSU, LSU fans. If you talk to, there's a couple paying attention to what's going on. There. They've liked what they've seen, you know, the last couple of weeks, even though, you know, up and down this last week. I like LSU tonight to play well, um, because I got I got to see Ole Miss make shots on the road um, before I'm going to be a huge believer that they can continue to go through this league uh, unscathed. I think Ole Miss will be really good at home, but I do think night in night they a struggle on the road. Uh, I, I expect LSU to win the game tonight.
1: All right, Bart, uh, I know you got a lot going in and on in 30 seconds. Tell us the latest.
12: Latest, all i got right now, i got South Alabama this week. Uh, big game against Troy tomorrow night. I'll be headed down. And then uh, the 27th, uh, we have some high school, high troops stuff coming up. And then, Gary, I'll be getting with you next week on the details of where we're coming to Tuscaloosa to do some high school as well. But high shoots as always, at high troops on Instagram and at the high 22 on Twitter. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. All
1: right, we'll be back to wrap it up on the Gary Harris Show right after this. Patterson Comer is dedicated to serving our clients at Patterson Comer and 11 Billy's Sports Grill located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award winning wings and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big screen high definition televisions, both dining rooms at the bar and outside on the beautiful patio. Come by and say hello to Kim and Lisa, the Billy's management dream team. Billy's, good food, good friends, and good time. Your best bet. Tuscaloosa's Old Colony Golf Course is an 18-hole championship layout designed by 1976 U.S. Open champion Jerry Pate, director of golf John Gray and fitting specialist Bob Montgomery, or PGA certified. Mike Shivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure a tee time at the Tuscaloosa Championship Golf Course. Everyone can play. 205-562-3201. Old Colony is operated by Para.
0: The best place for your high school football coverage is right here on Tide 100.9 and online on Tide100.9.com. All right, 10 56.
1: This hour has been brought to you by Patterson Comer Attorneys at Law, and that's going to wrap it up for the show. Been busy this morning, been a lot of fun. Appreciate the interaction, appreciate the phone calls. I know a lot of Alabama fans are triggered by the announcement of Caleb Downs going into the portal, but we appreciate you calling us and, and sharing your thoughts. And again, I, I I said it, I'll say it again. I, I don't think this portal system is is the way it's set up. Is I think it's awful. I think NIL is not NIL. It's simply pay-for-play, and this is the reality of what we're dealing with. All right, we are uh, going to turn it over here at the top of the hour to T-Town Sports Daily with Kerry Clark and Wyatt Fulton. reminder to catch me on TV tonight with the local sports on WVUA 23, and then back here tomorrow for the Thursday edition of the Gary Harris Show. For Justin Jones, I'm Gary Harris. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll keep it going. Great sports talk all day long right here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Talk to you again in the morning.
0: Thank you for listening to The Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.